John Podcast Network. This is officially, I think I told you this off air, the most notes I've taken for a film. Yeah, that's so many notes. Well, you really love the dialogue in this movie. I do. Uh, I really do. Which, there's a, a connection to some of the stuff we've watched recently. Look at the cast, look at the crew and everything. The original play is French. Uh, and it's based on a French film, uh, Le Cage à Follet, mm-hmm. A Cage for Birds. <laughs> um, the play and the original screenplay, the, the French screenplay, um, were written by Jean Poiret. I'm guessing this is all my guesstimation of uh, pronunciation. None of us took French. Yeah. yeah. And then the earlier screenplay also had co-writing credits from um, Francis Weber, Edouard Molinaro, uh, Marcello Denon. Um, but this screenplay mm-hmm. was written by Elaine May. Uh, writer, director, um, she's very good at, like, dialogue, character, like, you know, uh, personal details, things yeah. like that, making characters feel realistic. Right. Uh, and she wrote Tootsie, Allison, that we, we oh, just watched. Oh, yeah. Her. Yeah, Elaine May. Hmm. Um, that's fun. So that's one, one connection. We also uh, had just recently watched... Um, what was it with Gene Hackman? The Quick and the Dead? Quick and the Dead. Yeah. yeah. Also good. Yeah, we all watched that. Yeah. I was picturing him, and then I realized I was picturing him in the birdcage, and I'm like, that's not helpful. And then I, <laughs> and then I picture, You're like, picture yeah, switched what's that in my movie head. He yeah. He's a senator. Oh, shit. He uh, dresses in drag at the end. Um. <laughs> oh, and then, yeah, we had a, another uh, Diane Weist. Yeah. Um, because we watched Practical Magic. That's true. Yeah. yeah. We, that was after this. Yeah. Yeah. Diane Weist is a goddamn treasure. Uh, she's great in most things, but, like, watching this and then Practical Magic. I hadn't seen it since its heyday of the 90s. <laughs> My mom was very into the yeah. 90s, um, that specific flavor of 90s feminism, which also came with, like, Wiccan occultism. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because yeah. those are all things that appeal to my mom. And she was like, oh, all in one neat package. My mom owned at least two copies of the book Women Who Run With Wolves. Amazing. Your mom called me to talk about aliens yesterday on oh Mother's God. Day, by the way. <laughs> what... What a treat. Um, it, it really was. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked for 45 minutes about her belief in aliens, and I was very into it. She'll be on the podcast soon. She wants to come on, and she's like, I don't know what, what movie I want to do for my episode. And I was like, well, you want to do Close Encounters? We talked about that a while ago. And she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, she talked about Close Encounters. That's great. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, she um, mentioned it when we last talked and yes, stuff. Because then... she was on episode 16, we did Contact, which is also about mm-hmm. aliens. Yeah. <laughs> And also from the 90s. Um, yeah, I called her on the, while I was walking to work on Mother's Day. And we mostly just talked about uh, her her bird friends. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. crows or yeah. just all of them? Uh, it's mostly the crows. I mean, she's she's a friend to all birds. But well, her yes. best friends are the crows. Yeah. I mean, like, admittedly, like, a lot of that shit is pretty cool. It's great. Listen, Have I know her. how weird and nosy my mom's neighborhood is. And mm-hmm. the idea that she's out there every day just, like, talking to birds and... It's like the Tom Waits, like, what's he building in there? It's yeah. like, yep. what, what's she doing over there? Is she just fucking taming birds? Uh-huh, for yeah, her well, army. I mean, also that, like, they these crows realized she didn't want that, like, cat mm-hmm. in her yard. And so then they tattled on his ass when he showed up. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, 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 that guy's here. This cat you don't <laughs> want is here. Ah, ah, yeah. ah, ah. Until the cat was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I love that. It's great. Oh, boy. But yeah, we mostly talked about that. Because I'm like, it's only like a 10 minute walk for me to work. So, didn't get a chance to talk for 45 minutes about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hate watch, great watch. Hate watch, great watch.
But anyway, yeah. Diane Weiss, that was where we started with this. <laughs> right. I love Diane Weiss. Also, she's in, if anybody's ever seen The Ten. Oh, you love that. I love it. It's so funny. I know. It's, it's um, like Michael Showalter and a lot of the Stella comedy guys, and then a bunch of like satellite other comedians mm. um, appear in it. Um, and it's it's a uh, postmodern reimagining of The Ten Commandments. It's almost a little like an- anthological, yeah. I guess. Yeah, Paul Rudd is, he's the bookend guy, and it's that he he breaks the fourth wall, directly addresses the camera, talks about how he just got broken up with with his, uh, you know, with his girlfriend. He's like, you know, it's so hard finding a new apartment where I could keep these, and he's got two giant stone tablets of the Ten Commandments. (laughs) (laughs) And then it just, like, it goes into the first and the second, you know. And in between each one, he, like, pops in with, like, new life updates, and one of them is, like, that he briefly (laughs) dates Diane Wiest. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. It's very good. It's a very good movie. Uh, but we're not talking about the ten. No, we're talking about nineteen ninety six. Six remake of a French film. The Mike Nichols directed The Birdcage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hello, excellent humans, and welcome to another Hate Watch, Great Watch. Bonsoir, excellent humans. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Wait, is that that is French? Okay. <laughs> I get French and Italian mixed up sometimes, and I assume stuff's Italian. Ciao bella. Yeah. <laughs> it's a me, a podcast. <laughs> it's a me, a podcast. <laughs> love, love that. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan of that. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm your host, Allison. <laughs> that is true. With I... me, as always. Her co-host, Hunter Bush. Hello. And our guest today returning for her... Jeez, do you have any idea? Ooh, Is it fifth uh, time? Yeah, I think it might be five. Okay. I'm double checking, but yeah, that sure. sounds right to me. Cool. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. wait. This says your Adam's Family was your sixth, so this would be your seventh. Let me oh. see. Adam's Family. I'm scrolling back through my list. Beethoven. All right. Okay. Sounds... Legacy. Mm-hmm. Vibrations. Mm-hmm. Could you just not count? <laughs> That is entirely possible. Yeah, you're next. That seems to be it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I just... Howard the Duck. Howard, Howard the, the Duck! Duck! How could we forget about Howard, Howard the yeah. Duck? Yeah, how could we forget about Howard the Duck? Uh, so this is your seventh time, lucky seven. Seven! Yeah. Oh my god. I guess I must have mistaken that for a drug trip. <laughs> yeah, as don't we all. I know. So, um, on, on previous episode, The Babadook, uh, with Nicole Krishnecki. Krish- <laughs> she is, is that she's... how she pronounces it? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I think I did it wrong. Fuck. Oh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> she, that was her fourth appearance, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, so her next will be the fifth. She asked if she gets, like, on Saturday Night Live, if everybody gets a smoking jacket that says, like, Five Timers Club. Ooh. I was like, I might be able to arrange for, like, patches. Yeah. Um, so you'll retroactively be getting a five timers patch, thanks to Nicole. That's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, we can we can totally make that happen. The Lizzo of Hate Watch, Great Watch. Yeah, it makes sense in context. Okay, it's, it's I'm Saturday gonna have to live based. To that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, when that comes out, I'm gonna pop that on while I'm working. It's a good movie. So spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers if anybody yeah. hasn't listened to it. If this is your first episode, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, excellent human. Hello, excellent human. And welcome to f- what for you is the first episode of Hate Watch Great Watch. The inaugural episode. <laughs> we have great chemistry. It's because we've recorded many episodes together and also live in the same house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of our house, our house is uh, Mount Mausoleum in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And we are recording live from the Yellow Kitchen Studios. Live from Mount Mausoleum's Yellow Kitchen Studios. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously live. We're in your phone talking to you. You think we are, now. dead? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, 
But speaking of our house, um, this has become a tradition in our household to watch this film, The Birdcage. Yes. On New Year's Day. Uh-huh. Yep. Now, I did not invent this tradition. If I recall correctly, and I might not, I was pretty drunk. My f- uh, friend Steve Mora, hello Steve, started this kind of by accident. Um, we had a mutual friend. Parents usually would, you know, be like, all right, you guys can have a party, New Year's Eve party, just like you have to clean up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll be out of the house, like, for the night. We're going to you know, celebrate, whatever. We'll leave you guys the house, whatever. You have to clean up. If I come home, there's a mess. No more parties. So we would have a real big rager. Yeah. And then um, I don't sleep ever well at all. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> True. Uh, so, you know, I'd be up pretty early and I'd get some other people up and we would start cooking for everybody and cleaning. Um, and then mm-hmm. it, once everybody was awake, we'd be cleaning and whatever. And I believe that was kind of like the the impetus yeah. for this was like Steve was like, oh, let's put a movie on in the background. Something that's like fun, doesn't really take like yeah. your attention away, but like kind of background noise. And then um, we all kind of just like made, you know. I think we've had jungle juice, so we just, like, threw some ice <laughs> yeah. cream in it. To... Little, little hair of the dog situation. Yeah, yep. and, like, sat down and, like, dug into the birdcage on New Year's Day and was like, nice. oh, this is good. And the next year we were like, hey, last year we watched the birdcage. Let's do that again. And then it just was, like, a tradition that we carried on for a few mm-hmm. years. And then uh, I don't know if they continued independent of me, but I fell off on it. And then we moved. I moved here. And I was like, hey, uh, we should do that. Yeah. And uh, it, it's been, like, five years running now. Yeah, uh, I think so. And the Birdcage, uh, even before that, is one of my fa- was one of my favorite movies. So I was like, yes, let's absolutely do that. Yeah, I think also the last three or maybe four years, we've added in a uh, cheesecake and mimosa breakfast. Yes, <laughs> yes, sub tradition. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, the Birdcage, which. Uh... <sighs> There's no better way. No, I know. It's anybody I tell about that, they're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah such a good idea. Get some nice store bought cheesecake. Yeah. Don't have to expend any crazy energy. You know. No, you buy the cheesecake, but then you also buy, you know, some pocky or like some chocolate sauce yes. or some fruit, like things that. You As can the just French would say in the yeah. original Birdcage. Yeah. Accoutrement. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you make you make a little buffet for yourself, and it's yeah. it's fucking great. It is. It's very good. You drink. You, you know, sip your mimosa have your very decadent cheesecake you feel all fancy and it's a nice it's a nice way to treat yourself heading into the new year yeah yeah you Um, gotta you gotta show yourself who's boss (laughs) yeah you gotta i mean really you gotta show the year like i know the year who's boss i know there's 365 of you but like i got this yeah yeah yeah, like you underestimate the power of us yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. i absolutely agree so yeah i'm 364 I almost spit my drink out. <laughs> well, oh, boy. Yeah, so uh, we're covering the birdcage for Pride Month. We finally had the foresight enough to be like, oh, we should do some Pride movies. And um, you know, I was like, oh, man, well, you know, we all love the birdcage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's. Yeah. The, the, the plot in brief is uh, that a young man's marrying a young lady. And her family, her her father is a senator, Republican senator, and not only Republican senator, but like part of some like the Coalition for Moral Order. I yeah, it is. real uh, Bible thumping kind of vibe um, mm-hmm. coalition about morality. Yep. And to escape a uh, scandal with yeah. one of his co-sponsors, which I mean, shocker, <laughs> ripped from the headlines. Yeah, yeah, indeed. as true today as it ever was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to, 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 you know, hide, uh, hightail it away from the scandal. Um, 
they decide to make a bigger deal out of like going to visit the family of her uh you know bridegroom yeah um, her fiance her fiance what's what's bridegroom is that wrong did i use that wrong no that's correct or i mean intended bridegroom because they're not married until the end oh. of the but film. fiance's but, french yeah. so that's true yeah fiance yeah fiance yeah <laughs> So they go to visit his family uh, in Florida, Miami, or well, South Beach, South Beach. Yeah. yeah. The big, uh, you know, clash of cultures is that his parents are both men. That's going to and they they run a, you know, drag nightclub. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, and that's basically the whole movie. There is a subplot about how the reporters follow them down there that <laughs> that's my only complaint about this movie. The only thing I think that keeps this movie from being like a five star thing is we spend a little too much time caring that there are these reporters yeah i think it's maybe to like obscure that they're going to be the thrust for the climax oh boy <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no uh, they they take a note off the door and it's a very important note yeah and you know and so like that's kind and and then also to like allow the like you know big like drag production at the end as yeah. a way of like avoiding these guys so like no, no i'm not saying that you we know. should do away with the reporter no, no, aspect no. entirely i, I just that. think we spend too much time cutting back to yeah. them well so nothing happens except for that one thing yes that one yeah. taking the note off yeah. the door yeah well so i i think it's to make that less obvious like we keep cutting back to them so you're not necessarily paying as much attention to what they're doing until all of a sudden it's yeah. a big deal. You know, I mean, they use it as an act break. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, you know, it's also for like time passing somewhat. Mm -hmm. you sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I get that, but like, yeah, I'm. I, and again, like, I, I don't. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that 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 might be why so much of that was left in. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I get it. It makes sense, but it always feels like we don't need it oh yeah it's the it's the thing of like whenever you're watching a, a movie or reading a book with a lot of characters and you cut to the people you don't give a shit about and you're just sitting there <laughs> going like come on come on come on yes let's get back to like the story i actually care about yeah i'm looking at you ron weasley <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding i like ron <laughs> but yeah no i it, i i had that a lot reading the game of thrones books there were some characters i just did not give a shit about oh yeah and it took forever to yeah. like get through their chapter and then sometimes there would be a second chapter starring them and i'm like come on ah it's duncan the foul smelling you're like yeah great. or whatever <laughs> yeah you're like how you're like let me just skip ahead and see yeah. how many pages it's 40 great yeah. perfect just what i wanted i still stuck in the privy cool <laughs> <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Can't wait to see this. Just, you know, enumerated to me in stunning detail. Be wonderful. Right. And the best part is that it will have nothing to do with the ending. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> Which still has not come out. No, it has not come out. No. Although I did read a note. It's barely an article. It was basically a tweet <laughs> that said that George R. R. Martin has said he is still working on it. Oh, of course. So... I'm like, God love you, George, but my... God. God, please, sir. So Hunter and I watched... Just spend about ten minutes. Just honestly. So Hunter, you and I watched all of iZombie. 
yeah. which was a uh, series based on a comic book about zombies that mm-hmm. has since ended for a few years now. Yeah, I'm waiting to see where this goes. Oh, there's a joke in there about uh, Babineau, like, yeah. and that they don't know a lot about him outside of work and stuff, and his girlfriend's like spilling all the tea on him, and she's like, you know, yeah, if you ever want to make him really mad, ask him what George R. R. Martin's doing. Oh. And they do that, and they're like, hey, Babineau, what's George R. R. Martin doing? He's like, not fucking writing Game of Thrones. That's what he's doing. <laughs> And this series ended before there was another book. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's rough. <laughs> so, I mean, like, we just want to lift everybody in the cast close to Flockhart. Uh, I don't know what she's doing. So. Oh, she's just married to Harrison Ford. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. I wish that people could see the look on my face right now. Isn't that a weird one? Yeah. Wouldn't have expected that one. She's also yeah. older than I thought she was. Huh. Fair. So, Callista Flockhart was... F- 30 in this movie where she's playing a 17 year old yeah yeah (laughs) yep not even 18 is the first note that i had um yeah yeah (laughs) because i was just like "Ooh, ouch yeah uh she is three years older than val uh than uh dan Dan futterman yeah 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 Yeah. dan Futterman was 27 when this was filmed calista flockhart was 30 sure I, mean, I think I think he's for... supposed to be playing eighteen, and she's supposed to be playing he's seventeen. College, I think he's supposed to be slightly older than her, but no. yeah, I think I okay. believe he's twenty or twenty-one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and and she's seventeen, which is why I made the note because I'm just like, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a creepy. Thing. It's like, a little why, weird. Why yeah. even? Because also it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't. Like she could just be the exact same age as him and go to college with him, and it shouldn't be weird. Yeah. It just yeah. feels like a holdover from the... I've never seen Bocage de Never seen the French version, but mm. uh, it, it feels more French. Sure. That's fair. I've seen some French films, and yeah. a lot of them have to do with weird age gaps. Mm. But I mean, also, like, a three to four age, year age difference, I think, is still socially acceptable, even in the United States, for people that young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's all fine. Especially because, like, yeah, none of it matters at yeah. all to the plot it's not a plot point it's not brought up it yeah. maybe it's more of a thing in you know the or maybe it was a thing in an earlier draft yeah like i said i've seen some french films and, yeah. and americanized <laughs> french films my father the hero is a very strange film yeah gerard depardieu uh is the father of Catherine heigl who was like 16 or 17 and then for some very convoluted sitcom reason she pretends to be his uh much younger mistress oh ah mm. um yeah to like entice a guy or maybe scare <laughs> a guy off i don't remember which one both and, are weird <laughs> yeah they're on a cruise ship so everybody on the cruise thinks he's like a you know horrible lech <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh i'm just french i'm a comedic actor why is everybody looking at me like this right uh and she's like oh i don't know dad it's fine huh i mean also you know sexuality plays a role in this close to flockhart's uh character's name is barbara barbara and her mother well when barbara's telling her parents and stuff her mother's like you know oh has he even been tested and stuff and she's like yeah mom and so have i and she's you know oh, it's a very yeah. pearl clutching moment right. yeah yeah, it's yeah. right right and they're talking about like a white wedding and stuff with the you know implication of that there hasn't been that any they love billy idol <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so they love billy idol gonna say that there hasn't been any like you know sexual contact before marriage or anything like that and so you know yeah you're also still dealing with you know how the united states tends to sexualize young people yeah and what's crazy (laughs) is none of this has changed yeah Yeah, yeah. i know like oh 
and 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 then also getting into like the scandal and stuff where oh yeah you know the the, the republican aspect of this story is still could true. be could be you could like copy paste this verbatim and it mm. would fly in a script today yes yes whereas the uh you know liberal the more liberal end of the story would actually have to be updated yes yeah because you know we don't use those same terms, we don't use those terms. or have those like same you know cultural touchstones anymore. Right, yeah. cultural touchstones yeah. and and uh, you know certain things would fly in the ni- mid nineties. It would not fly anymore. Yeah, sure. I feel like Robin Williams, where he's still alive, rest in peace. Yeah, would get a pass. Yeah, I think they'd be like, eh. yeah. Right. I feel like the the gay community would you know. They'd be like, be like eh, he gets it. Right, right. We, we, he's, yeah. We adopt him as a. As I don't want to a... speak for the entire gay community, <laughs> although I am one. Right. Um, but I am yeah. a gay. <laughs> I am a gay. <laughs> um, we're all a little gay. Um, well, let's put it like this: we're all a little bit in the Robin Williams fan club. Yeah, exactly. Take that however you want to mean. It. Right. So yeah, I would say that that yeah, I, I think that he would still be able to, to to play his character. Yeah, but Hank Azaria would not fly today. No, unfortunately not. Although, which, right, which I do love thing. him. Yeah, it's 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 really funny. Yeah, and also not at all from a place of like malice or no. right, uh, like negative stereotyping or yeah, anything. Apparently, like, he um like realized after the fact. He was like, "Yeah, I, I looked at it afterwards and realized I was just doing my grandmother." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. Right. I love that. And very cute. What a cute grandmother. Yeah. Right? Um, it's a very affectionate uh, portrayal. Sure. We would probably have more uh, LGBTQ people in the cast. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you saw who originally this was supposed to be Steve Martin in the role of Armand and uh, Robin Williams in the role of Albert. Oh, oh interesting. interesting. And then Steve Martin had a conflict so then Robin Williams was like, oh, actually, could I maybe be Armand? And yeah. they brought in Nathan Lane to play Albert. Uh, and I do I, really wow. love Steve Martin. I think that would also a very good you yeah, know, version but it would, of this. Yeah, but it would still feel very different. Yeah, yeah. oh, it's very oh, different. Yeah. And I don't know. Robin Williams and Nathan Lane have, like, a very weird kind of chemistry here that's very, like, tender and believable. And yeah. I don't know... Oh no, if Steve Martin definitely would. They if they could get there, yeah. I oh, mean, definitely. You know. No, I think a hundred percent. I think it would be a different energy. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a certain manicness that Robin Williams inherently has, just mm-hmm. in everything he does. Right. That is also present in Nathan Lane. It's different. Yes. But, well, I was gonna say but they yeah. both they both yeah. you know have like that gonna freak out tendency where sure. uh, uh-huh. Steve Martin doesn't in the same way. Yeah. Right. We talk a lot about the astrological signs and stuff, okay. and I th- I think I would put Albert as <laughs> I don't know. I mean, definitely something with like a lot of water. Mm, interesting. Um, or maybe air because of the creativity hmm. aspect. I was gonna say he's a big Leo. Oh, uh, Albert. No, no he yeah. doesn't strike me as a fire sign just because like his two big things are the nurturing and mm. the like. Uh, performance artistry. I mean, I guess I don't know. There is a lot of. There is some attention seeking there, there is, too. So there's now a lot I'm of like Piscean. Sure. sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Piscean sort yeah. of. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. sign is the biggest martyr? 
That's a good question. I or, mean, you know, what's sign full? Like, I mean, you know. I mean, as a Virgo, I'm a little biased towards Virgo. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, Albert definitely does a lot of that self-flagellation um, in this. Um, maybe, maybe a little bit cancer, although I don't necessarily, I don't think I'd categorize that as martyr so much as just, like, a lot of emotion and a yeah. lot of emotional responses sure. to things. But yeah, Good. so I don't know what I would categorize Robin Williams as in this, but it's still something with like, yeah, some of that oh, more fluid energy. Oh, mm. yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, but the thing is, Steve Martin in a lot of his roles would strike me more as, I don't know, maybe like a Taurus or something hmm. where there's a lot more like subduedness, but also confidence. Yeah, bravado. And in real life, Nathan Lane's an Aquarius. Mm. It's February 3rd. That makes sense. Uh, Robin Williams was a Leo. Mm. I could see that. Also very hairy, that mane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Physically manifesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Steve Martin is also a Leo. That's oh. very surprising Ooh, to me. Interesting. It would be. It would actually be very interesting to see how they played off each other. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I do love the movie as it is. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, also at the time he wasn't out, but you know, Nathan Lane, gay actor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you actually get like some real representation there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, no, and he, no, no one's complaining about Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane's amazing. In this. He, yeah, he does a great job. I mean, like you know, it's it's that um, like the Broadway chops that he's got yes. are really helpful in his role here and then also just like there's some parts where he's breaking my fucking heart just because he's trying very hard to fit this mold that you know is is given to him and it's not quite getting there and yeah everybody's trying to everybody's trying to help out somebody else yeah pretty much like that's you know sure you know diane weist is trying to help out uh, uh gene hackman yeah you know they're like the you know Calista Flockhart is trying to help out both of them you yeah. know and, and also trying to help herself and Val out yeah uh, what's his, Dan Futterman yeah. yeah you know and both Robin Williams and uh, uh, Nathan Lane are trying to help out Dan Futterman like they're everybody's trying to you know make this go smoothly for the kids yeah right um and then also Hank Azaria who's, who's <laughs> yeah. trying to help he's just trying to do whatever he can to help yeah <laughs> yes. Um, I forgot this. I always forget <laughs> when he busts in singing. Oh my god! And, oh, and they yeah. all just like have an applause break at the end. <laughs> it's so so good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Agador Spartacus. What a phenomenal name. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, this morning I got uh this text from Hunter. Just keep repeating to yourself, I cannot wear shoes. They make me fall down. <laughs> um. <laughs> And to have a good day at work. Yeah. Um, and just repeat that to myself. And all day, I kept going, I can't have to wear shoes. They make me fall down. It's a little like the uh, the old poster for um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think it was, which is like, just keep telling yourself, it's only a movie. Yeah. It's only a movie. <laughs> it's only a movie. It's like, oh, man. Gotta get through a whole day so we can record at the end. Just keep telling yourself, I can't wear shoes because they make me fall down. down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it worked. Uh, I got through the day and... Uh, I was not wearing shoes, 
so it makes sense. Um, That's sincerely one of my favorite lines of dialogue from any oh, movie. Oh yeah, for sure. It's so he delivers it so because he's doing that put on macho yeah. voice. I cannot wear shoes because they make me fall down. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just stunning. And it's so great because it pays off and we watch him fucking absolutely face plant going to the door. Yeah. Oh god, it's so funny. And the shoes are like hanging off his feet. <laughs> like his body is physically rejecting them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah, man. there's also a good amount of slapstick around here. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's really funny. But... You were talking about Nathan Lane and the more, like, uh, emotional moments. I think that's, yeah. I mean, you know, a credit to Nathan Lane, but also I think that's Elaine May's, yeah, like, screenwriting. Like, she knows when and how to put in, like, these emotional beats. It's not, it's not like, oh, well, we'll j- it'll just be funny all the way through and then the end will be emotional. Right. Yeah, no. No. It's... Yeah, there's, there's a good amount of, um, like, emotion, like, all the way through the movie, um, and it, it, like, starts at the very beginning, um, where they kind of, like, you don't know who's, like, coming to meet Robin Williams. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. The screenplay yeah. pretends he's having an affair. Yeah. And, for, like, and, 15 minutes. And yeah. you're just like, oh, oh, what what is going on? Yeah, and if you're yeah. going into this blind, then, like, you don't know what this movie is. Right. Right. And, yeah, you're like, okay, this uh, slightly, you know kind of gruff uh i guess like stage manager director yeah uh is is having an affair cheating on his you know performer wife and like yeah you know you're like okay that that's what the movie is all right and then it's you know this handsome young man and it really like it they hold on to this lie until like the last possible second when they absolutely where he goes like i have to tell you something and he's like oh okay you know he's like i'm getting married yeah. And you're like, oh, is that what the movie is? The movie is like he's in love with someone else, but that you know that person's getting right. married now or whatever. And then he's like, you know, is it okay, Pop? And you're like, oh wait, it's his son. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, I they get have it this now. like little awkward bit, and you're not really sure if it's yeah that like you know older guy, younger guy thing, and maybe it's a new relationship, and they're right. sneaking around and stuff. And yeah, because when you know, when uh, Val Dan Futterman when yeah. he shows up, he's like. He's like, you know, oh, you look good too. He's like, oh, really? I, you know, I feel bloated, like that yeah. kind of thing. And you're like, oh, it's an older guy, like insecure, you know, with yeah. a, with this younger, you know, younger yeah. lover. And then it's like, no, it's yeah, just... but then it recontextualizes it as like, you know, yeah, father and son, and there's tenderness, but it's also very much like, okay, like you're not my baby boy anymore. You're an adult now, and right. so things are a little awkward in that, like changing roles, kind right. of age, kind of way. You've clearly like been away at college, yeah. and yeah. like. It's very well acted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, where it's still got that ambiguity yeah, that it's great. really works. It literally, like, and it yeah. works up until the line where they tell you what's really going on. Right. Like, I forget about that every so often. And then we, the movie starts and I always go like, oh, right. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. how this starts. It's great. It's really well done. Because it hooks you and then it's like, no, 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 no we got another movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different movie. You're, you know, but you're already in. You're like, okay, I care about these characters. Yeah. Now. We right. also already have, like, a couple of jokes by then because, like... You know, Nathan Lane is uh, Albert. He's also Starina, the star of yes. the show. And is having a diva freak out. That's just what it is. And, uh, you know, they're they're having a fight and stuff. And he's like, you know, everything I am, he made me. I was young and beautiful. And now I'm this short, fat, middle-aged thing. And Rob Williams <laughs> goes, I made you I short. I made you short? <laughs> <laughs> I know! It's so good! And I, then also, Hank is like, giving him these, you know, pure tablets. tablets. Yep. 
<laughs> and you know, and so he's tablets. like, yeah, I, I he's wouldn't like, what be, the hell are you giving him? Yeah, I wouldn't be able to go on, you know, except for the the Purin tablets, the my nerves and stuff. And then you know, he's like, what is what is a Purin tablet? And he's like, it's aspirin, but with the A and the S scratched off. And he goes like, you're a genius. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so good. It's very good. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, we're already you know, doing that very silly yes. tone. Yeah. And and, and the then yeah, and then getting like, into like this heavy drama as well. Yeah. So we're you know the dialogue we're really is just moving. like firecracker. Yeah. Uh, yes, I love you know, just like all the quick you know like like Albert's like I want a palimony agreement and you know Robin Williams is well I don't have one on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. yeah, also this was you know in the age before uh, marriage was legal. Yes. So. Albert's whole freak out is caused by he saw that there was white wine in the fridge. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And he says, like, and he says it, it's like the fucking end of a Columbo where he's like, I gotcha. Yeah. Like, he's like, I only drink red. And, and so, so do you. you. Yeah. And uh, Rob Williams is like, I'm switching to white, which is probably, it's a lie because he, you know, the, the wine is for Val. Yeah. But he's like, I'm switching to white because red has tannins. And he's, like, putting, uh, like, his, you know, bracelet or anklet on, right? Right, yeah. And, like, you know, he's helping him get, because the, 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 you know, performer, the, the penultimate performer is, like, finishing up. Yeah. And he has to make sure that, you know, Starina is ready to go on because she's the headliner, Star. you know? Yeah. So, like, he's trying to assuage things. He's like, I'm just switching to white because it has, you know, tannins. And, like, and it's great. And you're just like, okay. Uh, this Agador, like, comes out. With, like, a wig on. And he's like, when are you going to let me, you know, perform? He's like, you look like Lucy's stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, that, that yeah. always cracks me up. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, a lot is of this, the... Is this the, uh, you know, you're just, uh, you know, scared of my guatemalan My guatemalan My... Natural yeah. heat. My natural heat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think so. I think, yeah. uh, th- I think this is also what he says, um... My father was a shaman in his tribe. My mother was the high priestess. And Armand says, why are they moved to New Jersey? He goes, I don't know. They're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, boy. Uh, and, like, Hank Azaria, I mean, like, you know, he's a voice actor. He's Mo Sislak and a million other characters on The Simpsons. Right. Like, so he knows how to deliver dialogue. So he just throws that line away. He's like, I don't know. They were so stupid. <laughs> so good. Ugh, yeah, it's just amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, after he tell after Val tells Armand like I'm getting married, blah blah blah, um, and fills him in on the plot basically. Then we cut to Callista Flockhart, the Keelys. Yeah, um, she's Barbara, and um, Gene, Gene Hackman, Hackman is, is Kevin. Yeah, Senator Keeley. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, Diane Weist is Louise. Louise Keeley. Yep. And uh, Barbara is just like I don't. Uh, well, she's just, also like lying like a mile yeah, a minute she's just like you digging know. the hole yeah so she's oh, just yeah. like oh yeah. his oh, you know val's yeah. parents are cultural attaches to greece yes and they were in greece earlier but now they're back for yeah. the winter right um <laughs> in their summer home in miami yeah um and South Beach. Yeah. And uh, and, and Diane Wee says, is that like Palm Beach? And Barbara says, it's Sword. close. It's near Fisher Island where Jeb Bush lives. And they go, oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Close. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, and like I, I'm not the biggest Callista Flockhart fan. I, I watched and I, I watched Ally McBeal. It was fine. That dancing baby was too much. But um, <laughs> oh man, that was a big cultural touchstone. In the it 90s. was man, the world's scariest CGI dancing yeah. baby. Yeah, oh, I think man. I had that as a computer uh, screensaver. <laughs> so the Keelys. The Keelys, yes. Uh, we mentioned briefly, Senator Keeley's part of the commission on uh, commission for moral order, and his co-founder Senator Jackson. Uh, has died. Mm-hmm. Um, Gene Hackman gets a phone call, and like Gene Hackman, you know, he, not primarily known as a comedic actor, but like he delivers this so funny, this so phone call. perfect. Because uh, you know Diane Weist is asking him questions that he's like answering without listening to her because he's asking, you know. Yeah. So, but he's, he's like, kinda like, am I ready? Am I ready for what? Yeah, am I ready for what? He's like, what? And you know, Diane Weist's like, what's going on? He's like, Jackson's dead, and he's like, you know. She's like, where did he die? He's like, he died in bed. She's like, what What happened? He's like, who's bed? A minor? Black? And he's just like, oh, because it just gets, you know, from his point of view, it just gets worse. Yep. Right. Um, Ultimately, we find out uh, she was an underage black sex worker. Yeah, who they immediately get onto, like, a hard copy type show. I don't remember if they dropped the name of it. Or uh, not, yeah, but... I don't think they do, but immediately, and they're like, how does she, how did they get, how do these people get, you know, find these people so quickly they're just like yeah, amazed and, that the you know the media can find whoever it is just yeah. instantly yeah, yeah and, and I gene think hackman's has... like it's because they pay them yeah right <laughs> and it's like yeah 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 100 percent. so this is when they start like okay like diane weist i think is the first one who brings it up and it's like well what if we kind of focus on the the marriage the kids at first gene hackman is kind of against it and then he yeah. starts to be like eh, maybe maybe it's a good idea um he also has a serious uh, sugar stress eating habit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one sympathizes. Imme- immediately, mm-hmm. he hangs up the phone and is just like, "Where's the candy?" I love it when he he uh, at one point eats candy out of a trash can. Yeah, it's yeah. a real George Costanza that, that Diane yeah. Weist has thrown away yeah. to like keep him from doing that, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Ah." Yeah, he's like digging. He's like, "Where's the chocolate?" And he's like digging through the trash can. Yeah. And, he pulls one out and he like looks at it and he starts eating it and she like takes has to take the trash can away from him. Yeah. yeah. It's um, incredible. Yeah, at one point we cut back to him and there's like five boxes of that like Russell Stover like yeah. you know, assorted assorted chocolates mm-hmm. like open on the table. Yep. And Diane Weist has like a little stack of the empty paper wrappers <laughs> that she's like cleaned up and he's just like, you know, gnawing on these things. <laughs> yeah. Um so when they're debating on like who they could get to like give a statement about the wedding to give you an idea of where they are politically, um, Gene Hackman says that the Pope is too controversial <laughs> and Billy Graham, lunatic Billy Graham, is too liberal. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Which both those jokes definitely went over my head the first time I saw this in the, you know, probably the 90s. Yeah. Mid to late uh-huh. 90s. Um I didn't see this in theaters, but I feel like I saw this, you know, the following year on HBO and then, like, a lot on TV. I definitely taped it. But, yeah, those, those, the idea of the Pope being too controversial (laughs) is, like, very funny. And, like, I mean, now. I mean, that's come back around. Right, right, yeah. (laughs) Again, ripped from the headlines. But, like, uh, we get a brief aside of, like, uh, Albert is rehearsing. Well, there's Albert shopping, and then there's, yeah, Albert rehearsing. Yeah, Albert rehearsing, uh, uh, you know the new number and um his the co-star is this like bored handsome guy mm-hmm. <laughs> and albert's like you know do you have to keep popping that gum and he's like he's like chewing, <laughs> chewing gum helps me think and albert says 
Honey, you're wasting gum. <laughs> uh, and like he clearly doesn't get the joke. No, no, <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing. It's great. And like that guy being the straight man in that like joke is so he because he just is like uh... <laughs> um Nathan well, Lane's also, amazing. It, it allows both Nathan Lane and Robin Williams to play off of that like oh, yeah. very like uh, like detached wooden energy to mm-hmm. then be just you know real. Yes, very big. Yeah. So I have the famous, this was in all the trailers and everything, the the co-star guy who's, I don't think I've ever named, but you know, he's like, she's not giving me anything to work with, like, I'm just, I just have to sit here, I'm like a prop, or you know, whatever yeah. his argument is, and Robin Williams is like, no, 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 you do an eclectic celebration of the dance. You do Fosse, 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 you do Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Martha Graham, or Twyla, 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 or Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, or Madonna, 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 but you keep it all inside. (laughs) It's just this, like, manic Robin Williams, and he's acting all these things out. And he's dancing. Yeah, he's, like, riding an invisible horse, um, and, you know. Just incredible. Yeah, and, like, I mean, like... This is this is news to nobody. If you've never seen a Robin Williams film, somehow you're doing yourself a disservice. He's one of the greatest performers to ever live. Like, yes, he's a bit much in mm-hmm. some things because um, he was always this very specific energy. But like, my God, when he's on and really in the pocket, he's like amazing. Mm-hmm. And like, this is one of those movies where like he's, you know nailed it like he's, yeah. he's exactly where he needs to be in every scene you know because he kind of he plays a like gruff in the first half of the film we kind of talked about that a little bit he also like I, I really honestly do think as an actor he's like undervalued because he's such a physical performer he does all the goofy voices you know and he was the genie and aladdin and all that but like uh you know it's like it's like the hank azaria being a voice actor thing like he can put so much emphasis on just dialogue yeah and just the way he delivers dialogue that like it's it's just like you know it's an emotional like like super condensed like emotionality where you're like oh okay he can because he can go from like manic super fun goofy whatever to like really serious and like you know heart-wrenching like in just like a line of dialogue because he can imbue it you know that 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 energy and that emotion into just the way he presents you know the line right um it's great like it and in this it's like on display more than in a lot of other things oh yeah there's yeah, not he... a lot of emotional weight to mrs doubtfire you no, know but yeah he's definitely mrs. there's no points in mrs doubtfire where i'm like teary-eyed but the birdcage honestly gets me yeah yeah he's definitely playing to some extremes without it being like hammy or overacting it's yeah, just yeah. that like he's not you have Jim to carrying. occupy these different spaces right. yeah 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 um but he's still being the, the the robin williams that you paid for in 1996 like oh sure yes absolutely uh, but yeah i wanted to make sure i had that exact quote because yeah. it's very funny and like his cadence that was in all the trailers like yeah and that cadence is like etched into my mind yeah michael kidd michael kidd michael kidd or twyla twyla like it's just like <laughs> guy's so good um uh yeah, apparently the guy that's bored and gum chewing is named <laughs> celsius in the script celsius and is played by luca tomasini <laughs> good job luca yeah you know i heard he lives on the second floor yeah you were really beefy and also bored <laughs> Which is all you had to be. That's true. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Killed it. 
So they're the Coleman's, the Coldman's, the Goldman's. Right. That's a, a well, running gag throughout the film. Because there's also a little bit of like, oh, it's very unacceptable to be gay and or Jewish. Jewish, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Uh, Which, again, I feel is just still so, you know, accessible today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a hurdle that we've overcome as no. a society. <laughs> right. Um, unfortunately. Um, but there is a thing later on where it's like, it's not just the, that the, the Keelys are making too much of this or whatever. It's that the, the club is registered under Goldman, but the, the, the buzzer for the apartment says Coleman. Oh, I thought that they had and arranged what, that. I wasn't sure yeah. if that was a thing or not. If I th- like, I oh, thought that was maybe... part of Val's like str- straight washing and you know. Yeah. I wasn't sure because it never directly yeah. comes up. You know, like he never mentions yeah. that we don't see him doing it or whatever. So, like you do in a farce, a lot of like funny and awkward moments are built from misunderstanding. And it seems like he and Barbara are in a lot more communication than he manages to be with his parents. Yeah. Yes. And so then that leads to. Yeah, he doesn't you know, tell his parents what they need to, like the lies they need to be upholding until yeah. the second before they need to be upholding them. Right. Um, so, but, like, yeah, and he mentions we... you're an attache to Greece, like. You know, minutes before they're going to be <laughs> right. You know, talking to these people, right? And even though we <laughs> never really see him communicating with uh, Barbara, it's clear that they are simpatico because he's like, "Yeah, you need to be a cultural attaché." Yeah. You know, and yeah. like the, her scene where she says that feels very much like she's coming up with it. But like there's the got to be like a not depicted phone call or something yeah, or... because he's very much on the same page with what she's got going on but then hasn't communicated them effectively on his end. Right. Um, so, yeah, all that is uh, news to Armand and Albert. A lot of A names. Yeah. yeah. Armand, Albert, and Agador. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All three of them. You know, a lot of times when I take notes, I write just the first letter of somebody's name because usually they're different enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just write, like, A says this, and, you know, S says this, or whatever. But I was like, A, oh, no, fuck, they're all A. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Val reminds Armand that, like, he told his uh, grade school teacher. Armand told Val to tell Val's grade school teacher that uh, his father, what was it? Um, Basically that he does, that he does he something else He had a more normal job. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, he yeah. wasn't, like, the director of a drag uh, yeah. show, director of a drag theater. Uh, Armand says, well, she was a small-minded idiot. You were a kid. You'd get hurt. And Val says, I could still get hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 good. Like, it's, yeah. And, like, that's a... Without making it maudlin. Yeah. You know, this is how it is, Pop. You know? Yeah. Well, right. and, and, again, going back to, like, you know, his age and that, you know, he is becoming an adult and he is making adult decisions, but also he's still, like, the kid in this... Yes. Right. ...environment. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's his father's son. Yeah. Yeah, moments like that are, like, really, you know, important and resonant in a yes, way where, like, you know. What he's yeah. asking is, hey, I want you to play straight. Yeah, I want you and to And maybe we can me. get Albert to not be in the house because right. I don't believe there's a way for Albert to play straight. <laughs> right. And, you know, I want them to meet my parents, but if it's just my father, that'll work fine. And, you know, I really want this to go well because I want to marry this girl because I love her. And, you know, that that's basically what he's asking is like, hey, can you, you know, deny who you are for me as a favor to me, your only son? Like you did before when I was a kid. Right. And yeah. he's, that's why he brings that up. Yeah. And so initially Armand is like, you know, eh, no, I'm not doing it. But there's a great like cutaway that's literally just Robin Williams like 
you know, sitting at the bar in the closed, you know, club, mm-hmm. like having a drink and maybe a cigarette. And you're just like, and it's all written on his face. Like, yeah. yeah, it's great. Like I'm telling you undervalued as a dramatic performer. Mm-hmm. Then we cut back to the Keeleys. And this is where Gene Hackman is like, well, there's all these fucking reporters outside. <laughs> the Ke- Camp Keeley, as they're calling it, is beset by reporters. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm fucking going out the, the back window. window. <laughs> like Dawson's Creek, do 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 do. Yep, just out the window in I the don't middle of a wait. snowstorm. Well, not, it's not snowing, but there's like a foot of snow yeah, on the ground. Yeah, they're Vermont. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Do they or ever something? say it's someplace it's, in New England? Yeah, New England, it's someplace yeah. in New England. Um. I'll go, yeah, Vermont, why not? Um, but yeah, there's like a ton of snow on the ground, and he's just like, oh, climbing out the window. Yeah, he pulls a, I don't want to wait for these reporters to leave my front yard. Yeah, real Joey moment. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, I'm going out the window. He climbs out a ladder that's like already there, I guess. <laughs> and uh, it's it's great comedy because Gene Hackman has such gravitas yeah. that like him getting caught eight feet up a ladder trying to sneak out and the reporters aren't like hey we got you they just start asking him questions yeah. like it's normal yeah they have the boom mics like held up to yeah him. yeah like senator um, keely how do you feel about senator jackson and so he gives and, a very like you know pretty good press conference from a ladder yeah <laughs> yeah like backwards on a ladder yeah he's like oh yeah. well uh senator jackson's death obviously affects us all <laughs> It's good. It's it, Gene yeah. Hackman really fucking And then he well. does the fucking Nixon double piece sign to go Nixon, back yeah. to go back up and the ladder. Is that where he says like we're going to our farm? Yeah. Yeah, so um the this is where we're introduced to the reporters that we're going to be following throughout the film. And they are I wrote them down. Tom McGowan, who most famously is from Frasier, he worked at the uh, station. I think he was the original station manager mm. on mm. Frasier. And Grant Heslov, who uh, I know from Volcano. Um, okay. He's the guy in Volcano whose whole whole bit is, hey, I like coffee. Isn't that weird in a 90s way? <laughs> yeah, de- definitely. Yeah. Uh, or no, it's Dante's Peak, not Volcano. It's oh. the other one. It's the other volcanic uh, disaster film of the era. But yeah, he's like, their whole bit is like, boy, you sure drink coffee. And he's like, I just like it. I don't know. Starbucks, a $6 latte, whatever. <laughs> That's his whole bit. It's, right. it's the 90s and shit ever. Um, I mean, to just update that, he could be obsessed with cold brew. Hmm? Yeah. Mm. There we go. Or a uh, small batch IPA. Yeah, or the... <laughs> He's really well, into craft beer now. He's really into craft yeah, beer. Yeah, I guess. All right. But yeah, so it's those two guys. I'm just saying we have new weird coffee now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> Nitro. Yeah, it's just, it's just playing on cultural, yeah. you know, quirks at the time. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm sure that similar films coming out right now are making fun of similar things for, for now. And that in 20 years, we'll look back and be like, that was yeah. goofy as shit. Yeah. All those jokes about Grinder or whatever. Did, you know? did, <laughs> did y'all hear that TikTok found out about Soju? Oh. Oh, good for them. You're not part of it, but I've been mentioning it to some of our friends that are very into Soju just because that might start getting <sighs> hard to get. of her. <laughs> You're not part of it. Okay. I'm kidding. Continue. Watch me backpedal. <laughs> All right, Keely. <laughs> you like Soju, but you're not you're not my friends that are like, oh my god, Soju. Yeah, so yeah. I've been telling all the friends that we have that are so like, you mean, oh my you're god, talking Soju. About the rapper Soju Boy. No. <laughs> that's that's an old I was trying man. to think of something. That was the closest thing. Soju boy. Soju boy. Did you just say Superman that hoe to me? <laughs> anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, I have no more jokes. <laughs> 
my no, no, but I've, I've been letting people know that because I imagine that if this becomes a thing, it's going to be harder to find yeah. or it's going to get more expensive to get. Or like you'll be able to find more fun flavors places. Yes. But, but also I those mean, other two things. Yes. Or yeah, like PBR where it was like, oh, this is perfectly acceptable and very cheap. And then it was like, oh, this is the drink of, you know, of the masses. This is the drink of the proletariat. Yeah. yeah. We can start charging a lot more per can. And they did. And that's why I was like, hey, you know what else is good? Hams. I'm afraid Ham. that Hams is going that way, though. Yeah, Hams is, is gaining popularity. I saw it's a Hams okay. mural in Seattle. Oh, wow. Oh, hmm. boy. Like, big mural, too. Well, like, shit. Hand-painted. Good for them. Yeah, very nice. My dad used to drink Rolling Rock. I've never Rock. drank a beer where I was like, this beer's fucking delicious. I have. Oh, I not have. Like, not like yeah, expensive not, beer. Yeah, no, not, no, no, no. not like... Not like I can buy a case of it for like eighteen bucks. No, right. no, not even. Yeah, like I've I've had like a beer where I'm like, oh man, this is like fucking great. But it's usually yeah. like it has a very artisanal yeah. label. This it's, is uh, totally cromulent. D- yes, Duchess de Bourgogne or whatever mm. the fuck. However you say that. Duchess de Bourgogne. Whatever. Um, but I yeah, I don't know. That, yeah. that Flemish <laughs> sour ale that I love that tastes like delicious yeah, pennies. Sweet yeah, bowl. but you describe a lot of things in relation to what kind of change they taste like, <laughs> and I'm Ooh, starting to worry like about dimes. starting to worry about your palate. Mm. A lot mm. of a mm. lot of beer what kind of tastes like pennies. Smacks of dimes. <laughs> you know, yeah, real like aged Flemish sour ales, and sours got popular, but they're not the right kind of sours. Yeah, and yeah, I fucking sours... love it. Sours are not really my thing, but that one is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like I like that the most. Yeah. I think of most of the sours that you, uh, yeah, most of who you bring home. That's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, not a lot of place like usually a lot of them that are you know oh sour it's a cherry sour and so it's not really yeah. the flavors that I'm looking for. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but also any of those are like, yeah, it's way too expensive to get like fucking, you know, ripped on. <laughs> All right, that was uh, so, beer and dear to my heart. Yeah. Uh, Allison's uh, alcohol. Yeah. Corner. But oh, like oh, I was saying my my <laughs> dad used to drink Rolling Rock when I was growing up because that was another beer that was you know that used to be way cheaper, but then people well, it's started local. drinking it because it was yeah. cheap, and then it got more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, it's local as well. It is. It is. Lion's Head has never done me wrong. I especially nope. love the Rebus puzzles on yes, them. Yes, I was going to say, and they also the comes with free puzzles as long as you get bottles. Yeah. they got to figure out how to get puzzles in the cans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it was like... Put uh, it on the bottom, maybe? Yeah. Inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a rolled up... I need a rolled up parchment. You have to cut it open to get it out. <laughs> you drink it like, what's, oh, what's this? <laughs> Puzzle in a can. <laughs> what is Doing this? message in a bottle. Oh, boy. <laughs> Stang. Stang. <laughs> it's Stang and the cops. <laughs> Puzzle in a can. B minus E plus plus. <laughs> All right. That was a, an oral rebus. <laughs> oral rebus is a very good D&D character name. Oh, that sure. is. Yeah. Hello, fellow traveler. It is I, Oral Rebus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, we got a little drunk podcasting again. Yeah, that's good. It's good. This is classic radio. Do you oh, listeners God. like this? Because it's too bad. Because <laughs> this is what you're getting. Too bad if you don't. <laughs> yeah. I can't go back and re-record it. We already done did it. 
Armand has agreed to the ruse, the big ruse. Um, yeah. And he's also agreed to handle Albert, even though that hasn't quite happened yet. So he... He's out on a walk with Albert. Yeah, takes Albert out shopping. Val is out, you know... Val is supervising the remodel, and Val's thing is... Don't add, just, just subtract. subtract. Because all the all the like gay guy South Beach interior decorators want to be like, I found this at the thrift I store. I found the moose like, head at the thrift store. Right? He's like, don't add, yeah. why, just subtract. Why, why are there Playboys by the bathroom? Isn't that what the straights read? Yeah, he's like, he's like, isn't that what they read? And he's like, don't add. <laughs> I I really love that. Like, don't add, just subtract. It's also a little bitchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. Um, I do like the moose head. I'm not in favor of, like, killing animals, but yeah. if an animal is already dead and its head is already at, like, a thrift store, yeah. you can bring that to my house and I will hang it up. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I have a pair of cow, cow buffalo. Cow buffalo. You have a, a hand. Yeah, it's a human. Those are human bones. Yeah. and From an old uh, in, uh, medical model. And oh, cool. in the mini fridge in a bag <laughs> is a piranha. I have a piranha. That had mites or something yeah it got um, um the specific kind of uh mites that um they they're attracted to something in what flesh. they flesh well they're well, attracted to what they something use taxidermy, to taxidermy yeah. yeah to uh, in taxidermy animals like the okay. the cured uh wood like whatever's yeah. whatever chemicals so um but they also eat paper and so i kept that piranha on top of my bookshelf where so my books are to eat your books. i was worried that it would so apparently cold will kill them and i stuck yeah. it in there and i kind of forgot it was in there <laughs> plus fair it's so still in there armand takes albert out there at the beach um they you know then they go shopping and armand is trying to delay albert returning home as best he can so he keeps <laughs> being like oh no let's go shopping like you deserve a treat like you know, I'll buy you whatever. Yeah. And, and then to the point where he's pretending he injured his ankle, he just, they're walking. He's like, oh, oh, I hurt my ankle. I need to go to a doctor. And, you know, Albert's, Albert's like, like, oh, I'll run upstairs and get you ice. And he's like, no, 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 no don't no. leave me. Right. He's like, no, don't leave me. He's like, I want to help her. Basically throws oh. him into a restaurant, which <laughs> they apparently go to all the time. Yeah. <laughs> because he's just like the usual. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're the usual, uh, uh, which, it's a shit, shitty salad. Yeah, it's, and toast with mustard. It's toast with mustard and some which I mean cut vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Which okay, so I went. Yeah. Apparently, this is a thing. So I went hunter. to a um a restaurant with some friends one time. They had been there a bunch of times. I never had, and that's basically what they brought us. Oh, as instead of like uh, breadsticks or whatever at this like a little bowl of uh you know it was I think basically just tomato and lettuce might have had onion mm-hmm. and then um bread sliced toasted bread and a little pot of uh, spicy mustard and that was the like thing so i was like oh i was like maybe this is like a a thing maybe i can't remember what the restaurant was. I, I wanted if you had asked me what that restaurant was i would have said portuguese mm-hmm. but now i'm like i don't know maybe maybe not but yeah, yeah, that was like the little like appetizer thing they brought you instead of like breadsticks or whatever the fuck. Right, like, right. Huh. And I was like, uh, and my friend was like, oh yeah, this is what they bring you. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. I think this was actually after they go up to the apartment and, you know, Albert finds out oh, that he's I think not you're expected right, to be cause... there. Because then this whole sequence is Albert being like, well, why can't I just, you know, act straight for this? Right, and so they right, start right. kind of almost doing like little lessons and stuff, and that's <laughs> right. that's really again like this it's, this it's... dynamic of again Albert just being 
like unable to divorce himself from himself for this. Like he's such a talented performer, but only on his terms. Mm. And then, yeah, you have Robin Williams kind of being a big, you know, energy here and doing yes. a lot of the Robin Williams stuff, but also, yeah, like kind of coming back and, and being like, you know, very caring and encouraging and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the implication is that Armand at some point, maybe, was pretending not to be himself, you know, was pretending like was in the closet or was pretending not to be gay, but that Albert never has because he couldn't. That's yeah. kind of like it's physically impossible for him to pass as straight. Right. That's the implication. That's also kind of reinforced when he yeah. meets up with Catherine when, sure. when Armand meets up with Catherine. Yeah, later on. Yeah, where she's like, Oh, I was so into you and like, you know, and he's you were just like, so yeah. unavailable, but it was more in like a um abstract way rather than like a right because he's gay kind right of he's way. Right. Yeah, right not that he wasn't interested in in me but just like oh he was playing hard to get like, yeah that kind of thing yeah they initially go up uh after they're out shopping armand oh, yeah. tells him like <laughs> albert's albert shrieks and goes we've been robbed because everything's <laughs> out of the apartment <laughs> and yeah uh and, and then yeah val shows up and is like you know no we just moved stuff out you know for the the thing and, and until you get back until once you, you get, get back, back it'll yes. be and he goes yeah until i get back and where, am I, where am I going yeah and where am i going armand like, val's fiance you know her parents are coming we just thought it would be best if you weren't here very sad yeah. it's it's really like it's just like oh right it's just crushing because you're like i like i can't imagine telling you know one of my parents that like they can't be there to like meet my partner right like ugh, that just makes me feel bad <laughs> no and of course like i have you know the benefit of like it's 2022 right. uh you know like there's a you know it's a different uh, situation different you know climate and everything but like yeah it's just like it's so it's so fucked right yeah. yes where you kind of don't like val even though he's not a bad guy and he's not portrayed right, but you're as a like, bad guy come on man yeah come on man yeah, it's like, like do it. the right thing just like... elope you bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah fuck a wedding right albert might have also been hurt by that too though oh d- yeah oh yeah. for sure well, yeah, you have to elope to where Albert is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah, uh, they go they go downstairs. Um, Armand is like, you know, it's not you. It's the girl's parents. They're assholes. Val loves you. Val's crazy about you. It's not. You know, he, like, thinks on it for a second. He's like, fuck him. You're a great performer. I'm a great director. Let's like, do it. Let's yeah. just do it. You, you know, he's like, I'm going to teach you how to be a straight guy. <laughs> That's basically, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and it's, god damn, it's so funny. Oh, the... <laughs> When he's trying to put mustard on the toast and his hand is just, like, his wrist is so limp that he just can't even, like, <laughs> like pick up the knife to do it. And then he just cracks the piece of toast in half, like... And, he, and he's like, ah! <laughs> He's just, like, he startles himself so much. Yeah, he's like, uh, I Robert... pierced the toast. And Rob Williams is like... The important thing is not to go to pieces about it. Yeah. And then Robin Williams like, so throws you pierced toast, the toast behind it. Yeah. yeah, and then Robin Williams like dialing it in where he's yeah. like he's like, So you pierced the toast. Who gives a shit? Like, and then he tosses it behind him into the bushes. Yeah, and then Nathan Lane's like, Yeah and also throws his toast like randomly. Oh, so good. It's very good. Um he tells he tells uh, Albert to walk like John Wayne. He's doing this like John Wayne walk. 
And he's like, yeah. I just never noticed that John Wayne walked yeah. like that. And he like turns back around and he's like, no good? And he's like, no, it was perfect, actually. I just never realized John Wayne walked like that. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Which, honestly, reminds me of, there's a bit that uh, conservative comedian Gallagher does. Uh-huh. Is Gallagher a conservative? Shockingly, yes. For someone no. that looks and behaves the way he does, he is. Oh, that's such a bummer. Is yeah. it not? God. Yeah, I grew up laughing at his hilarious giant couch trampoline antics. Oh, and yet, for sure. And now here we are where I wouldn't piss on him to put out a fire. Ugh. Um, God, what a bummer. Yeah, but he had a joke about uh, the only difference between gay and cowboy is the distance uh, from the elbows to the hips. There's <laughs> a like, cowboy gay <laughs> he also uh, supposed that we should put little dots in the middle of the o's and look because it makes them look like eyes <laughs> and he's like doesn't that just look more like look <laughs> and i was like he's not wrong mm-hmm. that's fair and those were two things he was right about and everything else wrong yeah <laughs> yep what did what an odd thing um i mean also you know albert's got like the little like white clogs on and stuff oh, yeah. and so like little sun hat yeah so you know, it, it, it extra emphasizes. I, I think my my favorite part of this scene is the, the very end of the scene where uh, Albert, like, falls into that guy. Yes. And... Yeah. and uh, Robin Williams is in macho guy yeah, mode. Yeah, he's, like, full on, like, I am John Wayne. Yeah. Accessing th- his testosterone. <laughs> yeah, he is going ham. And he's just like... What, I, I can't remember exactly what he says to him, but he's just like... Are you the the other guy's like? Are you calling me an asshole? And he stands up and he's like six and a half feet tall. Yeah, he's yeah. a fucking actual giant. Yeah, and he's like, and Ron Williams like then withers and it's like, no, I was talking to the asshole behind you. It's <laughs> great. And cut to uh, you do a pretty them, good, Ron Williams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cut to them being upstairs and him like icing his face. Yeah, he's got the <laughs> ice pack on. There's another great, um, <laughs> Ron Williams is trying to teach Nathan Lane to be macho, and he's like, um, how do you feel about that call in this, you know, football oh, game? Yeah. yeah. Nathan Lane says, how do you think I feel? Betrayed? Bewildered? Wrong response? Yeah. And Ron Williams goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, I like the way Nathan Lane delivers specifically, how about them dolphins? Oh my god, yeah. yes. Because it's just like he's not talking about a football team; no. he's talking about actual dolphins. Yeah, he's like, "How about them dolphins?" <laughs> like, this so, is a, an aside. It's said with a joy that no dolphins yeah. fan has ever manifested. Yeah. Did you see the crazy like news article about two dolphins who were aroused and playing with an anaconda? Like no. scientists found two dolphins who were both like sexually aroused playing with an anaconda, just. For funsies. I'm going to find it. It's is, I mean, I this mean, is the future they, liberals they want. Yes. <laughs> you have your, uh, yes. your headline? So, yes. The headline is, Two male dolphins were seen playing with an anaconda while sexually aroused in a perplexing encounter captured by researchers. Hashtag gay dolphins. Can you send me a screenshot of that? Oh, share I it? certainly can. My anaconda might want, want some if you're a fan of Flipper, hun. <laughs> yep, that's the one. <laughs> um, big love that. I. Oh boy, <sighs> I. This is insane. <laughs> is there more? There's like. There's details? an article. I'm gonna send you the article. Okay. I like this. 
Um, so you can drop gay fish in right here. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a good song though. Yeah, it's catchy. Uh, dolphins aren't fish though; they're that's mammals. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, game animal is just. Yeah. It's a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um. So they bring decide to bring in a ringer. Uh, they're going to um, get in touch with Catherine, played by Christine Baranski, the great Christine Baranski. Yep. Oh yeah, um, she kills this role yes. too. Who plays Val, she's Val's mom, Catherine. Yeah, she's. Um, I mean, yeah, like Val, Val's bio mom. Yeah, um, right. Uh, so Armand and Albert both drive out to meet her um, because Val's never, basically, never seen her. Yeah, um, it's yeah. it's pretty much. Uh, I think in in the movie, it's made to be like they've never met. Yeah, like it, or if they have, like obviously they they were at one time, you know, uh, together. But since he has any recollection, they've never been together. Yeah, she didn't even know how old he was. Yeah, no. Um... Oh, that's that's when we find out how old he is because she oh, yeah. asks, and she's yeah, like, "How long 20. has it been? Twenty years." Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. yeah. She um she mentions that uh, Armand gave her some money that she ended up using to start her company. Yeah. And, uh, you know. He also, She, she like, says, like, oh, you should have gotten, like, royalties or stock or something, like, points, you know, on the back. Yeah. And he's like, I got Val. That was enough. Yeah. Which is sweet. Yeah. Um, I mean, also when he's, like, first talking to her in the office, he's like, oh, you know, is, you know. Katie Archer, or is it misses something? And she's like, no, I'm between I'm husbands. I'm between husbands, yes. I, I wrote <laughs> that just, down, too. Yeah, like the... It's perfectly yeah, her, Christine Baranski. Her like. delivery is so good. <laughs> um, And yeah, uh, she's, you know... He's like, I got Val, that was enough. And she's like, yeah, you know... I'm, I regret not being there for Val, but I'm not very maternal. And, uh, and yeah, he's like, <laughs> Armand yeah. says, oh, I, I am. I am. <laughs> and Albert's practically abreast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> so good yeah <laughs> um so uh albert's sitting out in the waiting room yes and uh i love i love that because you you like see the the uh secretary and she's reading yeah uh Nietzsche. <laughs> she's like yeah you're like oh this like she's the receptionist for a like gym owner yeah. And she's reading Nietzsche. <laughs> yeah, and she's, like, very beautiful and very bored by her job. Oh, and, yeah. like, sitting there reading Nietzsche. <laughs> and Albert's, yeah, like, this applying, got, this like, This has a lot of very, like, powerful women energy yeah. in oh, yeah. this whole area. But, like, you know, yeah, it's 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 just really interesting world building. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Albert goes in to talk to, talk to them and... and to be fair, Catherine is openly flirting with Armand. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were doing They've a number dancing. from, I guess, the yeah. show that they were in was uh, something funny happened on the way to the forum. Yeah. And, you know. And funny they, thing happened. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, they remember their footwork and everything. And, you know. And it's get, great because we get we to get... watch Robin Williams and Christine yeah. Baranski, like, do a yeah. song and dance number. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. And then yeah. they're, like, sitting on the couch and she's, like, undoing his buttons and, like, playing, playing with, with his, his chest, chest hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'm just like, oh, man. And she's yeah. like, oh, so, you know, so hairy. He's like, well, I used to shave for the show. I wanted to look so young. Like. Yeah. We kind of uh, get the backstory that she was into him. Yeah. And he wasn't, a, he was unavailable. And she just kind of showed up in his dressing room apartment. or apartment or whatever she yeah paid the doorman twenty dollars oh twenty dollars in those days yeah <laughs> um and he was like 
He's like, I was, you know, scared shitless. There's a naked woman in my bed. And yeah. I figured, what the hell? Let's see what all the straight guys are always bragging about. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you are who you are. Yeah. And both she's like, she's like, I don't even remember how long it lasted. He's like, I do. <laughs> yeah. And he's like from, like, and he's like from 2.45 to 3.15 a.m. Twice. And yeah. then they cheers. Yeah. yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Because he's like, hey, yeah. It's nice when you can still be friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, Albert uh, kind of overreacts. I mean, she is actively flirting with Armand. but Yeah, it looks bad. It does look bad. Oh, yeah, Albert storms out and vanishes. And uh, by the time Armand gets back to the apartment, he's like, is Albert here? And they're like, no. And he's like, oh. he's like, I took the bus. And he's like, that means he's <laughs> driving here five miles an hour with the clutch on. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's a little sexist. <laughs> I guess not sexist, but you know, gender conformist. Yeah, mm. Albert's just a bad driver. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, there's... I've I've been in enough cars to know they come in all genders, yeah. shapes, and sizes, religions, creeds. I'm just like, there's all this like gendering done on like being able to drive automatic versus sure. manual, and whether or not you can repair a car and do sure. various car things. Yeah, and you know, so yeah, I'm just saying that might be a little dated now. Okay, so why don't you go repair your car? <laughs> oh my god. Why don't we repair your car, tough man? <laughs> tough man. Katie's invited over for dinner and she's going to play the mom even though she's not really yeah. the mom. Albert does show up and then makes a big scene about yeah. getting his toothbrush. So that he can go to, to Las Copa. Yeah, to and, the graveyard. Well, that's what uh, uh, Robert Williams says. There's nothing in Las Copa but a cemetery. <laughs> he says, I know. That's why I'm packing light. And he's just got the little bag with the toothbrush in it. And he goes, I see. Going to the cemetery and taking your toothbrush. How Egyptian. <laughs> God damn it. It's so funny. It is. That's good. Um, so, yeah. That's good stuff right there. It really is. Um, so Albert's like waiting at a bus stop and Armand goes up to him and they have this. It's one of the more touching like scenes in the movie where he's like i brought the palimony agreement here it is yeah and they have a whole discussion they both sign it you know yeah you know and he, and you you can get half of my you know this is i can have half of the, the, yeah. the club and it's like you know armand says it i'm does... 50 years old there's only one place in the world i call home and it's because you're there what difference does it make if you say i can stay or i say you can stay yeah it's great it's really yeah. really sweet yeah um and so he's like come on like we'll you know we can try you pretending to be like a straight uncle. Yeah. yeah. That was one of his earlier ideas and this is they're going to try that. Yeah. Um so it's So Val and Armand and Albert are all dressed up in suits. Yes, and uh Armand says, "I look like my grandfather in this suit. He looks like this in every picture and he killed himself when he was 32." <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so, Grim. So, bleak. so brutal. And the thing is like, yeah, he does look uncomfortable. Yes. But then Albert comes out. And he looks Albert, more uncomfortable. Like the f the physical action in this sequence is so good because, like, yeah, it is just super awkward. Yes. You know, Albert comes out, walks over, and then sits down at this little like couch at the end of the bed, and like can't really get can't his legs or his arms sit, right. Right. How to sit correctly? Yeah. Where to cross your legs and how to lean in yeah. macho angles. It's not like he's overdoing it. It's just, no. it's so uncomfortable. And, and, you know, and then he's just like, you know, like, what? Like, I'm, I'm wearing the same things as you are. And, yeah. you know. 
and then they why, point out why his, is this any different then they point out his pink socks yeah but <laughs> also says, it's well one does want a hint of color yeah <laughs> but honestly <laughs> yeah. like it's not even the socks man no. like no no, he, it's, no it's it's everything he is but... so much more physically awkward and like that is the heartbreaking part of it right to yes. me. like this is like the scene that kind of makes me want to cry a little bit is like yeah. just being so and you know he's doing it for his son Right. right. Like he's he's yeah. putting himself through this like very clearly physically uncomfortable situation right. for Val, for the good of his family, for the good of his son's relationship to a woman he's never met. Yeah. Yeah. Um to a family who would clearly just like hate them. Yeah. Um so it's yeah, it's really like it's really heartbreaking. You're just like, "Oh, man, like how many parents would go to this length for their children? Yeah. And um, none of this stuff's in the dialogue. It's all just no, like yeah, the yeah. subtext no, no, of exactly, the scene. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, Albert does like end the scene like hysterical and uh, storms off to the bathroom. And, uh, well, because it's also probably just like yet another instance yeah. of doing and saying all the right things, but it's still not being right. 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 Um, we know that Catherine is en route. And so like things are already set up for the, you know, typical farce yeah she calls from the car she's stuck on a bridge because there's a sailboat coming through yeah and i watched this um, i was like i wonder how complicated it was to get that shot because it so oh, they like, do quite a few yeah. like push-ins and pull-outs that yeah. are apparently so there's the opening shot is a a push-in that's actually it looks like one continuous motion but it's three different Sure, but it's not and, even it, i don't even mean the technicality i just mean like the coordination of like okay we're filming Christine Baranski oh, in the yeah. car. Yeah. We pull back. We see she's on a bridge. The The drawbridge is up and a sailboat is going through. And we continue to pull back. Like, that's all perfect timing yeah. to get her to deliver her lines, like, with time enough to pull back to see all that. Like, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, like, again, there's quite a few, like, very technically adept shots and things that look very seamless. Yeah. And One of the things yeah, that the, the that decorators work. have brought over a giant crucifix. <laughs> yeah. Instead, so, of the, instead of the moose head. They, they replaced they it with a crucifix. crucifix. And so. And it's, it's big. Now that, <laughs> it's very big. Now that Albert is, like, has, like, sequestered himself in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, and is, like, kind of hysterical and no one can get him to come out. Armand is like, this is hell. There's a crucifix in it. <laughs> yeah. Which always makes me laugh so hard. I mean, yeah, like the 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 pulling everything out makes it look so severe. Yeah, and they that, comment on it repeatedly. Like yeah. Diane Weiss is like, I love it, it's so severe. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like, like the chairs are very like, you know, uncomfortable. Thick, yeah, yeah. Thick wood, high backed, like looking yeah, looking like you pull them out of a monastery. Like Well that's the thing, is like when Robin Williams, you yeah. know, Ar Armand is vamping, he'd be like, I try to, you know, I come here just a few times a year to really get away from uh, work and from family focus. and the yeah, focus. It's, and yeah, it's, it's very sanctuary. Uh, monastic. Yeah. And yeah. he's like yeah. standing under the yeah. giant crucifix. Yeah. And then he kind of realizes where he is. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> just like hates it. It's great. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the other thing is like, it's not that, you know, Armand as a character is any more comfortable or better at this than Albert really no he's still incredibly uncomfortable and yes. doing a terrible job of hiding it yeah well he's too jovial too like yeah. well so then we get into like the farcical element of you know they don't really know very much about all the um the scandal and everything and so the keelys assume that they're being awkward because they know about the scandal right. and are like this upstanding you know 
Christian and like educated and elevated, you know, family. Right. Achilles think they're yeah. looking down right. on them, right? 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 For being so they involved in this horrible scandal. Right. So they feel like they're being judged, and that's why Armando's being awkward, as opposed to that they're hiding something. Yeah. And, you and know. yeah. To to go back to the point where Robin Williams is making you know, a bigger show of things. Like when they, when the Keeleys get there, he like shakes Senator Keeley's hand and he's just like, Oh, you have a very forceful handshake. Yeah. He's like, you have to in Greece. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a great, it's a great laugh line, but also like, yeah, he's trying way too hard to be like, look how macho my handshake is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Greece is being used for some subtext here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they invented and... homosexuality. <laughs> right. Invented or perfected? Both. You can do both. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of, like, dithering and yeah. um, oh, so Kath... Val's mother's on the way. Yeah, Catherine's on the way. She talked to Val on the phone. Yeah, she calls. Well, she left a message. Yeah, yeah she calls from the and, like, on, yeah, on the bridge. And he, like, runs over to the answering machine and, like, turns it off so yeah. that yeah. they don't. Hear, hear it her. um and meanwhile keely uh, senator keely is uh eugene hackman is giving this incredibly boring story oh. about his drive and he's like driving down seeing the seasons change, change. from green to gold to you know autumn colors and uh, I often uh, <laughs> it's just like and everyone is like and it's great like most of the, the the shots are from I guess Keeley's point of view with everyone just sort of staring at it like mm-hmm. uh huh yes and like nodding and smiling and being like and it's like painfully boring and while that's going on Val's like turning off the answering machine yeah and he's like oh I didn't want to answer the phone because your your so, story yeah. was so in, in engrossing and he's just like oh no it wasn't that good he's like, no no and they're like yes yeah it was great <laughs> like because yeah they just want to kiss his ass because they want to they, they, they want this to work right yeah. mm-hmm. uh and it's great um th- this is when albert shows up as a mrs coleman goldman coldman whatever and and nathan lane Oof. so good like delivers this like well again well in greece it's yeah. goldman and then you know here it's coleman and here it's and it's the whole like this whole thing about like and when we're in the chateau in France, it's, it's right. Yeah. And you yeah. know, he's like, and so in fact, we don't know who what our name is until we hear. You know, we don't know where we are until we hear our name pronounced. <laughs> and like they all, you know, and eat it up. Right, like the the the, the Keelys love it. Yeah. And you know, you can see <laughs> Val and Armand being like, "Oh, holy shit, this is working!" Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Oh my god, how is this working?" It's great. Um, and, well, and again, that... Albert is a character when he's in his element, he's a great performer. Oh, yeah, yeah just, for sure. When he's not, it's you know awkward and painful for everybody. Yeah, and this yeah. is just like selling it. Oh yeah, and I love that they they call him Mother Coleman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mother Coleman. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um. We, this is like we keep cutting back to uh, the reporters outside and mm-hmm. like they're the way they find out where Achilles were headed in the first place is they bribed um, the driver Achilles driver mm-hmm. so now they're outside and they bribe the driver again to find out like hey what building do they go into and he points to that one in the corner and it's a club but there are apartments on the side and uh, like we mentioned earlier the label like on the on the gate says like Coleman but the club is registered to Goldman and they actually have dialogue of like wouldn't it be funny if they were the same yeah whatever 1996 horseshit and yeah. uh <laughs> um but so when we cut inside 
uh, you know, Albert in, in, in drag and, you know, mom drag is uh, talking about gays in the military. Yeah. And Robin Williams is like painfully uncomfortable. And so he just comes over and he's like, he's like, oh dear, you really shouldn't speak about things you don't know anything about. And he's like squeezing her arm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like super awkward. And then he goes, how about them dolphins? <laughs> and then immediately drops the fucking ice bucket. Yeah. <laughs> It's so goddamn funny and awful. Yeah. It's like this, truly this is, amazing. This is really where Robin Williams and like his character Armand is like, yeah, kind of losing his shit and yes. like doing a lot of very awkward things because I guess he can't handle tension. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it might be that directorial thing of like things are a little bit out of control and so that's unacceptable and, maybe. and like it's it's the me of it all. <laughs> The you, yeah. You'd, oh, be, yeah. you'd be a great yeah. director. Yeah. Of like, oh. Fussy, fussy, fussy. Yeah. Oh, Martha Graham, Martha this Graham. isn't going at all like I wanted it to, and now I don't even know what to do with myself. Right, but Albert is and then said, Albert, Nathan yeah, an Aquarius. We'll so. fucking roll with it, I know. God <laughs> damn it. <sighs> <laughs> well, before they eat, they're doing, like, you know. There's a lot of preamble, yeah. Yes. Uh, the evening takes another turn, and so you have, um... Well, uh, we didn't mention Agador Spartacus cannot wear shoes because they make me fall down. Yeah. And then when he goes to answer the door for the Keelys, he falls in the foyer. And then when he gets up, I always forget there's a second, like, he slips opening the door and, like, falls behind the door, kind <laughs> of. It's so fucking yeah. funny. It's such great physical comedy. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, they're performing, uh, what's I could have danced all night danced all from night. Uh, My Fair Lady. Yes. Armand and Louise are sitting at the piano and singing, and everybody else is dancing. Yeah, uh, Keely is dancing with uh, Barbara, I believe. No, he's dancing with Albert. Oh, he's dancing with Albert, that's yeah. right, yes. And Val, <laughs> and Val and is dancing with Barbara. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're also singing, and then uh, Agador Spartacus. Comes well, in it's... for the finale. Yeah. <laughs> and he delivers it in this, like, booming, like, yeah, yeah. it's great. I mean, I don't think we even and talked about that. So his, his name is Agador. They were going to call him Spartacus, and then uh, Armand slips up and calls him Agador. Yes. And so then they say, Agador Spartacus, we have to say his whole name, because I think they were trying to make him sound Greek, even though he's Guatemalan. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that, that's the the bit. It's like, yeah. he, re- he insists we call him by his, his full, full name. full name, so it's Agador Spartacus. Yeah, so for the rest <laughs> of the movie, it's like, I'm going to see if Agador Spartacus needs help. This is a little bit ago, but I like when there's an exchange about, like, it takes so much to find good help. And then they're talking about like how many different like maids and butlers and stuff. Oh, they yeah. Had. yeah. Um, and mother Coleman is, is listing off just like male names. Yeah. And, yeah. They're just, like, yeah. Uh, and Robin Williams is like, no, no, nope, Stop it. <laughs> yeah. And then Diane, Diane Weist says like, Oh, well, if you know how many drivers we, and like Gene happens like, Oh dear, dear, dear. Uh, uh. Yeah. And they're both just like, don't talk about it. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Yeah. This, is, this is, you know, improper and polite society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. But yeah, so. They're more in common than they realize. Yeah. So, Angus area. Agador Spartacus comes Ugh. out for the big finale, you know, of, of I Could Have Danced All Night and then announces that dinner is served. So they all go into the dining room. It has these bowls, which are um, a Greek pattern mm-hmm. of um, boys playing leapfrog. <laughs> oh, that's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, a... yeah. There's oh, don't you have any girl? Yeah, like, Mother don't you have Coleman any... is like, yeah. oh, I have a girl here. Isn't that a girl there? And he's like, oh, I don't have my glasses on, but I can tell you that's a that's, that's definitely a boy. a boy. Yeah, 
Um, and so there's like, yeah, an awkward thing of like, get the soup out before they realize. Right, <laughs> before they can is. see all the fornicating yeah. in their bowls. Yeah. And he's like, who look, he's like, who puts the plates out without checking the bowls? He's like, I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> like, also, you know, they haven't communicated about what the what's on the menu. Oh so my god. Armand is just like ad libbing. Yeah. Yeah, what this soup is. They say it's like a seafood chowder, and then he's like, is that an egg? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. And oh it's, it's a huevo. It's a huevo. Yeah. <laughs> Eggs are, chickens are so important to them down there. It's, it's you know, said that a, a woman's worth is measured in how many chickens she has, and a man's worth is measured by the size of his cock. <laughs> I'll be right back. And he's just like, yes. <laughs> it's great. Ron Williams is like perfect. And yeah. like that whole scene, he's delivered, he's like dishing out the soup into the bowls and it's like perfectly timed oh they're doing a thing where the camera's on the opposite side of the table as robin williams yeah. and it just keeps rotating around keeps pace, yeah. because he's serving in like order for the guests and then the people of the house and right. the way they're seated is all different it's like all very like you know classic dinner party etiquette mm-hmm but it ends up making for a very dynamic sequence where he's just, yeah, filling these bowls and, yeah. and you know, spinning tense, around the room. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. Like, there's a lot of layers and the, here. And the timing is perfect. <laughs> the delivery is perfect. Because, yeah. yeah, it ends with him at the head of the table. You know, he yeah, serves himself and, and he's like, I'll be right back. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, Agador is like, yeah. why did you tell them it's, you know, seafood chowder? It's sweet and sour peasant soup. And he's like, what is sweet and sour pen soup? He's like, I don't know. I, I made know, it up. I made it up. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. I made it up. I made it up. <laughs> yep. There's also a great thing where Robin Williams slips and falls, and that was real. Yeah. And so when he gets up and recovers, he stays in character, but he almost breaks, and it's, like, amazing. Everybody. Like, Shut up. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. He's, like, yelling yeah. at yeah. Um, face. Yeah. Robin Williams, Hank Azaria, and uh, Dan Futterman are all in the kitchen in this sequence <laughs> and, like, trying to hold it together. And you might not notice it unless you know that that's the scene that happens in, and then you can definitely see them all like trying not to like just bust out laughing. Yeah, it's so good. And like um, the fact that he sees also, the character is so good. They have a bottle of Glen Levitt open in the kitchen, and anytime anybody's in the kitchen, they're like swigging it. it. Yeah, like <sighs> it's really. Um, and then yeah, uh, Agador didn't make an entree, so the good. soup is Sweet the entree. Sour soup is an entree. Yeah, peasant soup is an entree. <laughs> Yeah, so... See, that's why I got all the shrimps. Yeah. <laughs> shrimps. And that's what Robin is, like, leaving with the... He's like, he's like fuck the shrimps! Yeah. <laughs> it's so goddamn good. It's... Oh, uh, yeah, there was even the thing of they were trying to ladle it into a tureen, but it was taking too long. Too long, so it just yeah. Takes it just the carries the whole pot out. out. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, and yeah. dinner is, you know, awkward, okay. Yeah. Um, Things come, kind of really come to a head. Uh, uh, Mother Coleman's wig is starting to slide off. Yeah. So everybody notices the it. But then, yeah, it ends up with uh, Barbara's like, oh, uh, you know, Mother, Mother Coleman. Coleman, where's the bathroom? And she's like, oh, it's right through there. She's like, oh, I, w- I would like you to go with me. And Dan Futterman, like, has his hand on the wing. He's like, he's like, oh, I'll go with you. And then Rob Williams shows up and he's like, he's like, well, I'll go. <laughs> it's like yeah. just the craziest thing. And as soon as they leave. And they're like, something weird is going yeah, on Diane here. Diane Weist and Gene Hackman are like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Yeah, and they and, have, like, that whole discussion of, like, oh, they're, you know, probably scandalized by all this, you know, horribleness that we're involved in yeah. and stuff. And, and also, in the other room, they're like, where the fuck is the spirit gum? Well, and also, <laughs> Gene Hackman is like, oh, I know what's going on here. And she's like, you do, Diana. Oh, like, you yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, she's, a, you know, talking about Mother Coleman. He's like, 
she's a beautiful, very intelligent lady, and you know he's a controlling asshole. Yeah, and it's like he wants to show you know how. Uh, how cultured and everything is. Look at all these books. It's like they oh, yeah, all came because from a she's, thrift store. She's from uh, Grover's Corners. Like Grover's... that's that's a fake place, right? Yeah, it's yeah. from uh, War of the Worlds. Yes, H.G. Wells. Oh. Yeah, it's the town that was obliterated by aliens from Mars. Well, that's why you haven't heard of it. It's yeah. it's gone now. But yeah, because uh, yeah, one of the comments that Robin Williams oh. makes, you know, while he's trying to smooth things, he thinks he's trying to smooth things over. Is like, oh, you know, in some ways, she's. You know, just the same old innocent girl from Grover's Corners. You know. Oh, kind of... uh, it is Our Town. Oh, it's from Our Town. Oh, Our Town, nineteen thirty-eight. Mm. I feel all right. I could have Maybe it's from both. I'll have to look Grover's up. Corners, New Hampshire. He thinks that Armand is like a controlling, like, because there are a couple of of like things where he's just like, uh, you're doing too much, and trying to get Albert to, like, stop. Yeah, lighten um, up a little. You know, like, hey, you're laying it on a bit too thick. Cause, um, yeah, because Albert wants to be, like, accommodating and be like, oh, yes, Senator, but at the same time, Albert has values. Right. So when he's talking about gays in the military, he's like, that seems like a crazy thing. Like, and he's like, who, who cares? cares? You know, and he's like, yeah, and like, because it's something he actually believes, and, you know. Right. And, and he's, he's, like, doing the best to, like, make his opinion come off as, like, the same opinion as the Keeleys, even though it's completely opposite. Right, and the fact that Senator Keeley is like, yes. Yeah. Like, I agree with you, just shows that the, the, no, that shit fucking matters. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all a pose. Uh. Um, but yeah, he's like, Robin Williams is then, like, you know, he's seeing, Gene Hackman is seeing him as this, like, controlling, like, belittling like husband where he's like oh this woman is like smart and worldly eloquent. and eloquent and she knows and she like she's dancing and she's like all of these things and yeah you know, but is also a very sensitive mother and, yeah, and very and, feminine and so it's you know that whole yeah like, and it's and he's just like i don't understand so he like is starting to not like armand right. because of this and, and like then, armand is too republican too Repu- yeah too republican and then katie shows up yeah right. then Catherine shows up uh and it's so goddamn good. Another Agador Spartacus line where he, she's the door saying, hello, I forgot my keys. Would somebody let me in? You know, yada, yada, yada. Now, previously Val had left a note yeah. on the on the gate that says like, Catherine, don't come up. I'll explain later, Val. You know? Yeah. And the reporters took that away and they're straight up like, oh, this will be great. I can't wait to see how this you know blows up. Yeah. So she comes up, she knocks on the door. And uh, when Agador opens the door, he's like, Please allow me to take your purse as usual, or for the first time. <laughs> yeah, because also, isn't he, like, at first yelling at the door, like, you have the wrong house? Yeah, yes. they're yeah. all trying to, like, go away, you know. <laughs> and um, so then uh, the Keeleys are with Catherine, and she's like, I'm Val's mother. And then, you know, Everybody Armand else comes and Albert out of the come out of the kitchen, yeah. and, you know. Uh, and they assume that Catherine is, like, the, the mistress right or the yeah, or vice I, versa I, that i yeah. think i think keely was starting to say stuff like that of like oh he's probably like you know he's philandering got, or something yeah. like he said something he always, like he's got his own live-in mistress yeah now, as which one he thinks is the mistress is yeah up to, yeah you know. but yeah he's like he's like he's got his own live-in mistress and you know diane weist is like ooh, like positively scandalized by yeah. this yeah um and to to the movie's credit they're like all right we're done with this yeah you know we're right. not gonna so um well, again, uh, we just want to tease that out, but we don't do it for too long. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of even It doesn't overstay its welcome. Like, yeah. um, they don't do a whole another act where they pretend to, like, no. the two women, or, you know. No, whatever. this is it. This is the owning up. Yeah, Dan Futterman pulls the wig off. 
And it's like, this is my mother. This is Albert. Yeah. And then he goes and introduces himself to Catherine. Yeah, which is, all all this is incredibly sweet. Yeah, Yeah. because he's just like, it's very nice to meet you. And Um, and she's like legitimately like proud of him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, Gene Hackman's character. He short circuits. Yeah, he's having a meltdown. He's like, he's like, he's like, I don't understand what's happening. And, you know, and so Albert comes over to him (laughs) and he's he's like, like, where's the candy? Do you have any chocolate? Yeah. Albert comes over and he's like, Kevin, it's still me, but with one tiny difference. Well, well, not tiny. Not tiny. <laughs> um, and there's also ha- a great Diane Weist line where she's like, you know, you're obsessed with, you know, Mrs. Uh, you know, Mother Coleman. And she goes, somebody has to like me best. Yeah. yeah. And it's like incredibly sweet. And, you know, touch because, yeah, his, you know, uh, Gene Hackman's been like obsessing over her the yeah. whole night. Yeah. And Diane Weist is like, I'm right here. I'm yeah. Diane Weist. Right. I could date Paul Rudd. <laughs> right. The, you know. Yeah, and it's they and they all have to um like um kind of explain to Gene Hackman what's going on. They're like they're gay. Like they're these are both two men. men. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he, again, he just like has short circuited. It's great. Um when he finally does get it, he's like, you know, I can see the headlines now. Senator Jackson and his women, Senator Keeley and his men. <laughs> <laughs> It's really good. Yep, it's, they uh, realize the paparazzos are outside, so, uh, you know. Yeah, this, so they're kind of trapped now. Yeah. yeah. Because everybody's, you know, in there. They No one can leave. It's incredibly tense. Uh, Agador's pouring everybody drinks. And, uh, Gene and Hackman's offers like, some more soup, and everybody's like, no. No, immediately. <laughs> but uh, Gene Hackman's like, I don't really drink. And Agador goes, oh, well, now's the time to pretend. <laughs> <laughs> it's so goddamn funny. Oh, my God. So now we're all just sitting up there being like, well, how do we leave without getting spotted? And the answer... Yeah, Val's thing is like, well, can't we just leave out of the club with the crowd? Yeah. And uh, Armand, I think, is like, no, like... That's exactly they'll, they'll what they'll be looking be with... for yeah. them, you know? Yep. And then I think The answer Albert. is mammouflage. That's good. Thank mm. you. Yeah, Albert's <laughs> like, maybe not. And then, yeah. yeah. Yep. So the big, like ending number for the club is all, all the girls singing we are family and uh yeah mixed in with that and you know at the beginning we have like different um like i guess they have different costumes for different nights sure. and so this is like all black and white yes you know and so yeah there's a bunch of like the club performers and then as they start to come down the uh stage and walk through the crowd you see Everybody from upstairs is dressed up like they're in drag yeah, and is coming out with... Yeah, all of the with... Goldmans are... Each of the yeah. Goldmans is escorting a different uh, Keeley member, yeah. you know, family member out. Yeah. Um, Gene Hackman is in this, like... Marilyn Monroe. Crazy Marilyn like, Monroe yeah. look, which is great. Yeah, um, it's very good. Diane Weiss looks like a leather daddy. Yeah. Yes. It's so funny. And she does a double bluff at one point because this guy grabs her and is like, I've never danced with a man before. And yeah. she puts on this low voice and goes... There's always a first first time. time. (laughs) It's so fucking good. Yeah, they're like, they like do the bump. Yeah. Like they bump uh, hips and they say, no chance with him. There's always a first time. Amazing. Yep. Calista Flockhart in the scene looks like Frankenhooker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's but, like weirdly but, but pale shorter with like and a. Smaller. Yeah. I think they gave her a Liza Minnelli wig, is what they're okay. going for. Okay. Sure. But she looks but too pale yeah, and it makes her look like Frankenhooker. Yeah, it's it's like a very dark pixie cut. Yeah. yeah. And then also she's got a lot of like gauzy bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, And she's having a good time. She's doing like little hops and stuff yeah. and like, yeah. 
Uh, and then, like, that scene ends with, like, they're all piling into the car to drive away. And Senator Keeley says yeah. to the driver, like, meet me around, you know, back in, in 20 minutes. And then they drive, and the driver's like, in your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, okay, cool, that guy's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And that driver clearly has no idea who that is. Not a, not a <laughs> no. clue, yeah. yeah no. uh, and then under it the credits. too good. Yeah, under the credits we get the wedding. Yeah. And, you know, it's a... It's, it's a the very, bride's side and the groom's side. Right, it's a very fun, funny yeah. visual gag. Yeah. And then we get some, like, cut into the crowd. And it's also a Jewish wedding. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, Val has the, you know... He's got a yarmulke on yeah. as well. And, yeah. yeah um, but there, there's some very, like, now which one of them is the... It's, like, the, you know, the, the Keeley yeah. side. Which like, one is the mom? Which one is the mom? You know, that kind of yeah. whole thing. Um, and, yeah, what, the Goldman side, you know, somebody's like, oh, you know, so-and-so's cute. Who is it? I forget. I didn't write down who the name is. Oh, was. uh, might be Dan Quayle? Or Bob Dole? Somebody. Bob Dole <laughs> sounds correct. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah, one, <laughs> yeah. Of, one of the drag queens like, yeah. Bob Dole is cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is like, nah, come on. Yeah. Don't, don't put mean, yourself down like that, ma'am. You can do so much better. Yeah, for real. I've seen Bob Dole. I mean, oh. you know, don't yuck people's yum. Sometimes yeah, somebody's sure. gotta. Yeah. You know what? That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Different people have different tastes. Also, it was 1996. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe look better than. <laughs> maybe. Um. Yeah, and that's 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 the end of the. It's the end of the birdcage. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, we talked a, a little bit in the preamble about like a lot. A lot would have to be updated in this yeah. if it yeah. were to be made now. It's not a, a uh, like. It's not the most culturally sensitive uh, film from a, a modern point of view, but again, I don't. It doesn't mean any harm. Well, it's not trading in negative stereotypes. It's it's you know. And I mean, also, it's definitely like these are things that were more of a concern then, and we've made you know yeah. some some progression in terms of like representation right. depictions of, right. of, of of groups. Yeah. Right, and like making it valid for same sex couples to have a family. Right. Oh, you mean like on a societal level? Yes. Yes. I mean like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even talking just artistically, but I mean like socially, we're in a different space now than we were in 1996. Yeah. Maybe not as far as we thought, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's not uncork yeah. that can of worms. I know. Um, I know. Yeah. Welcome to our political podcast. Yeah. I mean, we're at like <laughs> two hours already just for the movie. Uh, if we we're talking about current politics, that's a whole other. That's a patreon episode yeah where uh, there's a lot more screaming mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure and, and probably put me, probably put me on a watch list yeah because i do? will challenge anyone to a wrestling match mm-hmm. <laughs> wrestling match for gay rights let's do it yeah yeah you want to go all, all of the supreme court let's do it's it it's a fucking royal rumble let's do it i bet i can get it i bet how many people are on the supreme court Ooh. currently yeah i believe it's seven okay i can get six other Pro choice, pro gay marriage, pro rights, uh, pro wrestlers, pro yeah, pro wrestlers. Like I bet I can get together seven people. We could have oh, a yeah. fucking Royal Rumble right on the Parkway. <laughs> One lives down the street, right? So yeah, I could I could definitely put this together. Yeah, for right sure. on the Ben Franklin Parkway. Yeah, let's do it. Wrestle the whole. Oh. I'll wrestle the whole goddamn Senate. Nope, it's nine. I fucked up. All right, well, mm. I can probably get eight. Yeah, eight sure, more. eight. Yeah. Easy, not a problem. Yeah. Uh, oh, what a good movie. Yeah, so um, final points they want to mention about the film? Anything specific they want to talk about? Um, I, there is, <laughs> there's one line that we did not talk about that is my favorite. Okay. Uh, is when Albert is going out shopping before, while uh, 
at the beginning of the movie while Val is asleep in the apartment. Oh, yeah. He's going out shopping and he's at a bakery and he says, well, the Schnecken beckons. <laughs> and that is my absolute favorite thing because it's wonderful. And I had never had a Schnecken until like uh, like a year or so ago. Mm, um, yeah. It's a very fun German cookie. Oh, yeah? Nice. yeah. What's it like? Um, I think the one I had was like a chocolate and like something. Oh, okay. What makes it a Schnecken? Do you know? Hmm. Is I... it like the dough or I shape? Think, or... I think it's the shape. Oh, okay. Let's see. No. It's a type of sweet bun or roll of oh. German origin. I thought okay. it was a cookie. Hmm. Maybe I have. Um, it looks like sometimes it's a spiral, but maybe not always. Well, if it's yes, you know, if it's small enough, it might be kind of like an elephant ear, like. Yeah. Oh no, it is usually a spiral because Schnecken means snails. Oh, oh. yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Um, they are more commonly known as escargot or. Nope, that's pan, confusing. Pan owl raisin, or mm. racine, or whatever the French pronunciation of raisin is. Maybe I haven't had this then. I thought I did. Uh, popular variants are Nischnecken, filled with nuts and often raisins as well, uh, Monschnecken with a poppy seed filling, and Zimtschnecken, which are quite similar to cinnamon rolls. Huh. Hmm. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Thanks, I, Wikipedia. I think that I might have been wrong then. I thought it was chocolate, but maybe it was cinnamon. I mean, they could have done a chocolate yeah, version. Sure. Yeah. You know? But yeah, um, definitely round and uh, bun, bun-like. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, his whole little shopping sequence is cute, because, like, I think it's the first time you kind of see him in, like, his, like, street clothes, because yeah. the it's, whole... It's very in his element, because, like, yeah, well, even in the bakery, like, he's chatting with the owner, like, yeah. it's clear he's in there all the time. Yeah, everybody knows him. Yeah. He's got a whole thing where, like, you know, groceries are just delivered to their flat. Um, yeah. he's wearing rose-colored glasses. Like, he's having a great fucking Day. morning yeah. before all this shit goes down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when they're on the beach, uh, and when he's on the beach with, uh, Armand, Armand, you know, he's like, oh, the sun. And Armand's like, it's great, isn't it? It's like, you know, you should get some more sun. Take, take a vacation. You look tired. <laughs> yeah, like, and he freaks out. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he never tells anybody they look tired. No, yeah. especially, especially a performer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because tired means old. Tired means yeah. old. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're under like a very dark green uh, beach umbrella, but like, yeah. it's very like Adam's family. I've had to yeah. explain to my boss because he's like, "Oh yeah, you don't wear makeup," and I'm like, "I do. I just don't wear ostentatious makeup. I wear natural looking makeup. You know, all those days I look well rested." It's because I wore makeup in. <laughs> you should go yeah. in one day with, like, Susie and the Banshees. Fucking, <laughs> yeah, right? Like a crazy big dark eye. But yeah, I'm never well rested. It's just that sometimes I woke ooh. up early enough to do my makeup. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Go in, all right, we're going to get up early one day. I'm going to do your whole oh, face like God. Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> and then when you go in, be like, hey, Stu, I did my makeup today. <laughs> Very well rested. <laughs> do you oh, like boy. it? <laughs> um... So yeah, and then do, I stick uh, my tongue out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's vote. Um, Crystal, as our guest, would you uh, like the honor of going first? Oh sure. Um, I'm gonna go with a very strong great watch. Um, I think that it, you know, obviously, again, the things that we have mentioned were like 
maybe it's a little cringy now. There are definitely some things that, like, could be updated. They're not the most, like, culturally sensitive. Um, but uh, I think overall it's, like, really funny. It has a lot of heart to it. Um, it makes a lot of, like, really good points. Um, and I think that it just kind of works. Um, you know, I, again, Nathan Lane and, and Robin Williams do an incredible job of, you know, playing these two parents willing to go like the extra mile for their children. Um, and it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I've loved it since I was probably a teen. Um, and yeah, I, I can't wait to watch it again on New Year's Eve. I mean, New Year's Day. When, uh, when was the first time you saw it? Um, I don't remember, but I was probably, I, I would imagine that I probably saw it when I was fairly young. Because this came out or... when, yeah, this came out when I was like, it came out in 96, right? Yeah. So I was like 10. Okay. Um, so my, my mom and my dad both really loved Robin Williams. Um, so I would imagine that they definitely rented it. Um, so I, I probably saw it not that long after it came out. Um, but I remember watching it a lot as like, uh, like an older teen, just like, um, at the, you know, whenever it was on TV or or anything. So I remember just being like, this is amazing. I love this. Yeah. That was basically my, like I was, uh, probably like 13 or 15 or something Mm -hmm. there when, whenever it was on, probably hbo right yeah um and yeah that was like oh i love robin williams like he's in the movie cool and that's i mean i saw a lot of movies that way where i'm like oh robin williams yeah and then yeah this was just one that i watched all the time and eventually like when i started taping stuff off tv this was one of the ones i taped um yeah so that's why like when it was suggested all those years ago to be like oh let's watch this i was like oh that's a good one i haven't seen that in a little bit yeah seen that like five you know five years or whatever and then yeah now it's now it's a yearly tradition yeah um yeah I, this is this is a great watch yeah every i i everything you said you nailed it oh that's it yeah yeah <laughs> i mean crystal really like it, it has oh, heart yeah. it's really charming everybody's great in it mm-hmm. it looks good it's funny yeah. it's quotable like it's directed well i don't really have any problems except for the, the repeated cut aways to the uh reporters that don't it doesn't do anything except for the one scene where they take the note that's the only one i would keep yeah that's the only yeah. one you need to remind you that they're out there but other than that yeah i mean even the fact that they followed them from wherever new england yeah um but i don't know maybe that's maybe that doesn't fly as well in 1996 as it does now with like the you know 24 7 news cycle right yeah uh, yeah so i actually didn't see this until we started watching it here for new year's oh really? so oh. yeah i was in my late 20s the first time I saw it. Hmm. Did it still um, hit? Uh... Oh, yeah. No, it, it reminded me a lot of other, what I'm going to say, like classic, you know, 80s, 90s gay cinema. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, uh, Tu Wong sure. Fu. Oh, yeah. Like all that stuff. It has that same sort of like vibe and feeling to it. It's that kind of drag. It's, yeah. you know, it's those kinds of politics and, yeah. you know, issues that we were dealing with. You know, I think it's a classic. You know, it is a great watch. It's something that I, you know, really enjoy that we have as a little tradition mm. with us. And it's, you know, 
like I said, it's got a lot of heart to it, and it's also very funny and sweet, and it ultimately is about accepting the people in your life and accepting yourself, and that's always a nice message. Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Crystal, where can people find you and uh, your, your endeavors on the uh, internet? Well, um, you can find me on Instagram at wantful, W-A-N-T-F-U-L, underscore things um i paint and make stuff sometimes so you can find me there um yeah let's hang out cool thanks for listening everybody uh you can email us with uh, questions and comments and all that sort of thing at right hey watch great watch that's w-r-i-t-e-h-w-g-w at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter and instagram at h-w-g-w podcast on both those sites you can get us every other wednesday that's every, every other wednesday. wednesday on moviejohn.com and please support the movie john patreon that's patreon.com slash movie j-a-w-n for all kinds of fun uh, things and bonus contents and all that and more coming all the time thanks crystal thanks for being here Oh, thank you. Seventh time. Seventh time. Number uh-huh. seven. I love it. I can't believe we forgot Howard the Duck. Yeah. I know. I'm mad at myself. How could we forget Howard the Duck? Howard the fuck. <laughs> and Allison, thanks as always for. Yeah. Thank you too. Uh, thank you both. Well, thank you. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 now my sciences are clear my eyes are glassy um <laughs> hello there ladies and gentlemen <laughs> hello ladies and gentlemen we are firing on all cylinders <laughs> are you ready to rock oh boy the, the rock band opening uh hello there ladies and gentlemen that's a that's a weirdly it's not like an ancient deep cut but weirdly rock band has just fallen into a chasm in yeah. pop cultural awareness i mean they stopped making them yeah but like it was the hottest thing by it like was. a huge margin and then it just like stopped being anything anybody cared about yeah like ddr which predated it by like a decade has much more pop culture cachet yes right like, yeah, yeah i don't i don't understand um i also spent so much time being really stoned and just like doing rock band or uh guitar hero yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for hours. Mm-hmm. Like hours and hours. Like I would know how to play guitar now if I actually like had yeah. sat with a real guitar <laughs> instead of like the little fucking button controller. Yeah. That's the irony of I know. everybody playing all that rock band is yeah. like you could actually be a band with this much effort. Yeah. yeah. I know because I did it. Yeah. <laughs> it took less effort, honestly. It was harder to be good at rock band than it was to be yeah. okay at music. Yeah. Unless you did the drums in the rock band, and then that probably can transfer that, over. Yeah, that translates pretty well, I think, probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the rest of it, yeah, nah. <laughs> you wasted your life. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Holy shit. You wasted your life. I'm not swinging. Yeah. Damn. This has been 